Warning, binge mode contains adult content. Oh, that's right. And what happens when you get binge mode's penchant for adult content in front of a hall full of adults? Guess what? You get even more adult content than you bargained for. So if that's not your jam, why don't you check out our new three-part series by Amy Nicholson on Quentin Tarantino called Quentin Tarantino's Featured Presentation, part of TheRinger.com, a great website. Quentin Tarantino Week. One more warning. Binge Mode contains spoilers. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) You know how it is. Taking the whole series into account. All of it. So proceed with caution. If you don't want to hear about it. If you don't want the dick jokes and you don't want the spoilers. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? (laughs) We're glad you're here, though. And now, Binge Mode Live. Yes. Hello! Yeah! You're going to hear this again, by the way. (laughs) That's right. Live format. (gasps) And welcome to Binge Mode Game of Thrones. Uh, Proudly a part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Oh, what a great network. I'm Mallory Rubin, executive editor of TheRinger.com. What a great website, (laughs) y'all. Joining me today, now that he's finished gazing right into Nikolai Castorwaldo's eyes. Beautiful eyes. Hey, by the way, smelled incredible. (laughs) Like various, very expensive European soaps. My goodness. It was, as I think you said, it was like looking into the sun. Yeah. It's Ringer Senior Creative and your maester. Emmy winner Jason Concepcion. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, this is the audio from our Binge Mode Live panel at Con of Thrones. That's right. Live pod. Thanks to all of you who showed up in Nashville. We had such a delightful time. Really an amazing, amazing, amazing time. What were your favorite things about Count of Thrones before we get into the live audio here? Oh my gosh. I love cosplay always. Mm-hmm. The great harpy from the top of the pyramid in Marine. <laughs> yeah. That Nikolai <laughs> called out and said, is that an angel? Are you an angel? No, that's the, that's the harpy from the uh, Grand Pyramid in Marine. Amazing. That was a wonderful moment. Just seeing all our friends in Game yeah. of Thrones yeah. world and that culture of discourse was wonderful. I had such a blast down there. Delightful to talk about Game of Thrones with you again, buddy. Mm. Great to see all of our pals, like you said. I enjoyed every panel we did. Binge Mode Live, which you're about to hear, was a real blast. What a joy to meet so many binge heads. So many binge heads were there in Nashville. Obviously, it was a thrill to get to conduct the spotlight interview with all the actors. Hell yeah. Nikolai. Jerome Flynn, who plays Braun, our good friend, Hannah Murray, plays Gilly or Jilly as Chris close Ryan. To would her say. Now. I let her know that I saw her at home state. You did. You told a few her that. months hence. You did. While the season was going on, I saw her in line. I had already gotten my order sitting there. I saw her. I said, I'm gonna let her. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna let her enjoy her migas and, and <laughs> neches in peace. Mm-hmm. And then months later, you changed your mind. That's right. <laughs> And and Sirio Farrell. Miltus Yeralamu. Also part of the panel. That was a delight. 
Obviously, we met Dire Wolves. Got to say that. That was a thrill. My favorite part was just celebrating Game of Thrones. You know, season eight was so divisive and contentious, and it was really, really wonderful to be around all these other people who love the story and just fully embrace that love again. I love it. Tap back into it. Celebrate the spirit of community and how the story will be with us forever. Wonderful. Also, got to talk about Molestown Whore again. Oh, God, I love her. And that brings us to today's podcast, folks. That's right. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions. Yes. Prompts. Mm-hmm. Important intellectual and spiritual quandaries for us to consider. Really, really difficult. Some of them, uh, you know, truly Sophie's choices here. They tested your soul. Right. Your moral thrones. fabric. <laughs> your commitment, your conviction. That's right. Your stance on venereal disease. Pro. Clearly, based on some of your answers. And so without further ado, Game of Thrones, Would You Rather? From Binge Mode Live. Count of Thrones 2019 in Nashville. Oh my goodness. Hello. Yeah! And welcome to Binge Mode Live yes. at Con yes. of Thrones. What a great convention. What a great convention. <laughs> Thank you all for coming today. This is yes. a delight. We can't see anything because we are, it's very bright, but... For all of you who are surely out there, thank you for being here. It's wonderful. Uh, we are all here yeah. because we love Game of Thrones. It's very special to us. It is wonderful to be here together celebrating this thing that we love. And obviously the last few weeks and months have been a challenging, divisive time. No. <laughs> At times a challenging, sure. divisive time. And so we wanted to have some fun today. We wanted to really cheer and toast and celebrate all of the things that we love about this story. And so we decided we're going to play a little game of Game of Thrones, Would You Rather? Thank you to everybody who submitted a prompt. We appreciate your help and also your sick minds. And truly worried about many of you. Astonishing number of the submissions we got involved some sort of sexual endeavor. Why would they? Why would they think that? I know. Listening to this. When, when have we ever given the impression that know. that's something we'd be interested in I discussing? Don't how Weird. that could have happened. Weird. We'd like to start. And listen, every question that we get is meaningful to us. That's right. We we adore them all. We're grateful for all of them. We would like to start with something that is in the running for the best query we have ever received. Oof. So thank you to Brian McLeod. Yes. Would you rather spend a night with the Molestown whore, rest in peace, or be the hangman at Ollie's execution? Younger than... <laughs> younger than Bran, I would add. Bran. At the moment of his demise. <laughs> Mallory Rubin. Okay, so... Right away, there's a lot to consider. Sure. <laughs> Obviously, Molestown Whore is an important part of our life. Our life. At this point. That's right. The most I've ever laughed in studio during Binge Mode Game of Thrones was when we 
was when we did Bells from Molestown Horror and built it up. We built it up to that fever pitch. Yeah. And then we're like, give it to us. We lost a, we lost a special one today, folks. For the Molestown Horror. Bells from Molestown Horror. Um, as much as I love Molestown Horror, though. Yeah. You know, I would enjoy doing a little hangnail bit with her. I would be worried mm-hmm. that I'd go from carrying Molestown Horror in my heart to right. carrying some sort of an infectious disease from Molestown Horror on my person forever. Right? And I also think that Ali really deserved what he got. And so I would rather... Even at his tender age? Younger, younger than, than Brad? Younger than Brad? <laughs> Yes. I can always, you know, engage with Molestown Horror in my mind. I want to be there. I want to be there. I want to be kicking that sound. Kicking that stool out from under. (laughs) So I'm going with that. What about you? Well, you know, I do agree that Ollie, who again was such a young man, (laughs) so sad. Ollie deserved what he got. That's glowering all the time. It's like, come on. At the same time, do I really, you know, it is the execution of a child. What is age, though? And what, you know, what more, you know? what more can we ask of life than to spend some amount of time with someone who's not trying to, you know, engineer an assassination plot against us, steal from us? Just a moment of human connection with, <laughs> with a person with poor dental hygiene. <laughs> Yep. Uh, possible venereal diseases. Possible? I mean, like, she. possible. We don't know. This isn't The Bachelor. They're not screening in advance. I'm just saying possible. I'm just saying possible. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend a night with NTW. <laughs> a, a, a night of passion. A night of connection. <laughs> okay. Whispering to me in that guttural voice of hers. Yeah. Bells for Jason not having genital warts. Okay. <laughs> Next. From Jen Cloutier. Would you rather... Okay, this is a serious question. Would you rather have a complete and detailed ending to the TV show? Wow. What are we saying? What are we, what are we trying to... <laughs> what are we trying to say here? Again, this is a thought experiment, a hypothetical. Like the OG 10 seasons HBO wanted. Or would you rather have the last book? For this question, the ending of the story would presumably be the same. Wow. This is an easy one, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I'd rather have that book. Me too. Because one naturally follows the other. If you get that book, then you get the the ending of the TV show in the way that um, the book would have laid out. Um, I think this is a fairly easy one. What about you? Yeah, definitely the book. I mean, I think at the end of the day, no matter what form of the show we got, how deep it was, how rich it was, how many character arcs ultimately made sense and felt fully realized, we'd still say, oh, I wonder I wonder yeah. how this will compare to the book. And so ultimately knowing, having the complete and utter, utter certainty of seeing George's vision fully realized, and I think it's particularly appealing because it seems, you know, Really like a fantasy. So getting to say, this is the one I would choose. I believe in you, George. Believe in you. I'm going with the book as well. Yeah, Next, from Sam McBride. Ooh. Would you rather mm-hmm. <laughs> get the rod from yep. Sex God Pod? I would, let me just say, 
This is an inference. We don't know That's right. what it is. That's right. That the SGP does. Okay. Would you rather get the rod from Sex Odd Pod or the Lord's Kiss from Jonathan Snow? <laughs> Boy. <clears throat> um, wow. I feel like this really says a lot about a person, what you go with here. Does it? I mean, it's a win-win it any way you look at it. Certainly is. Certainly is. So, okay. I'm going to walk you through my thought process here. Please. And as, as a- family-friendly a fashion as I possibly can. Let's take a stroll. <sighs> my inclination instantly yeah. was, of course, the Lord's kiss, right? Of course. What's better in the world than being with a selfless lover? What's better? Nothing. Grab That's that what... man bun and just, like... Go. You can take Hold your on bath to later, it. John. Take your bath later. We have business. Okay. But what you said yeah. when you're setting up the question, we don't know really we what Pod know. is bringing to the table. No one knows. We just know that it is so mind-bendingly stupendous. There's four people that know. That people in the world who are able to sustain a livelihood no, 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 by sir. accepting coin no, 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 no. said, no, the pleasure is quite literally ours. Put that back in your pocket. Correct. <laughs> Take something else out, but put that back in your pocket. Right? I can't. I simply can't. Also, John, as we've noted before, yeah. really has a specific kind of vibe. In front of a waterfall in a cave. In front of a waterfall outside. On a boat on water. Water is I very want a water's variety, important. You know, and Pod is ready to go to the brothel. Immediately after surviving a battle between the living and the dead. He's ready to take multiple partners. Indefatigable energy. That's right. I just feel like it's all about the spirit of adventure. This. And who knows what that would be with Pod. So I have to pick Pod. Sorry, John. What I'm about gonna, you? Yeah, I think I agree. <laughs> Listen, uh, reasonable people can disagree. Uh, I'm going to go with the SGP also simply because like, you know, John, like the pillow talk, it's going to be like so boring with John. Yeah, it's true. It's like, you know, my dad and today was a bummer. I looked into the night King's eyes. (laughs) Heard that. I've heard this one a million times. Yeah. It's like, you know, the younger than brand, the whole thing. You ask him what he wants to do tonight. And he's like, there's no time for that. There's no time. Davos. Shut up and get down there. <laughs> so I think I would also go with the SGP because, you know, he's got a sense of humor. There's some fun stuff. You know, you could hear about the various people that he's engaged with. Oh, my God. You're putting on Brienne's armor again. It's like, <laughs> she didn't let me use a sword for, like, nine months. It's crazy. And just you get some, like, cool dirt where John's just, like, moping, complaining. My God. So I'm going to go. I agree with you. SGP. Okay. Next. Kell of a man. Would you rather owe a debt to the Iron Bank or to the Lannisters? Wow. That's interesting. Well, the Lannisters are gone, except for Tyrion, and they're broke. And what can they really do to you now? And on the other hand, the Iron Bank is like across a sea. It's tough. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Lannisters. Because I feel like politically right now, they kind of have to be nice. Right? They kind of have to, they can't be out there 
inviting people to dinner and murdering everybody. We're, you know, in the in the current political climate, right? It's really about friendship of the realm. Yeah, Tyrion has stacked the entire small council with his best friends. Right, but I, you know, you could, you could. There's still you could maybe like leverage Sansa against the lady. Be like, hey, you know, Tyrion's at it again. Or a, appeal to Bran the Broken in his like weed room. Be like. <laughs> See if you could get to him. Whereas there's really no, there's no negotiation with the Iron Bank. Interesting. Uh, and yeah. I, you got to feel like they're, they're owed so much money now. Although maybe that's the thing. Yeah. They're owed so much money now at this point that it's like, you, you're so far down the list. This is why I'm going with the Iron Bank. I like With it. the Iron Bank. Because ultimately it is a business negotiation. Sure. And what do we know about Brand's reign? Without a doubt. Civil war is imminent. Uh, it's okay? coming. Imminent. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so you need a little more time to pay back your debt. You just sure. say, listen, help me help you. You don't want to be help hitching help you. your wagons full of gold to this rain right. anymore. Right. I'm an alternative. You pull the Davos, basically. Right. You know, what your is, favorite character, like Stannis, it. you tap in to. I like it. Listen, uh, Iron Bank man, what does, uh, you know, what does Bran know about money? Look at who his master of coin is. That's right. That's exactly right. I'm going to pay you back. That's right. I like it. Okay, next. Um, Jeff. Yes. Roebuck. Would you rather suckle at a giant's tit north of the wall? North of the wall, not necessary here. Yeah. Anywhere. Or Lysa Aaron's. Oh, boy. In the veil. Can you give us the sound, please? The Robin sound? <laughs> or Lysa Aaron's breast in the veil. Um, <coughs> Mallory. Mallory. Well, listen, honestly, I wish we could do both. It's a win-win, I think, also. Because look at what this led to. You know, giant's milk, torment, bold, strong. Strong. In touch with his emotions, willing to be vulnerable, but also brave. The Robin Aaron glow-up. Some, uh, some nutrients in there. Is... Folks... I mean, I'm sorry, but you one look at him and formula is out of business. Yeah, I know. Out of business. He's like 6'5 and looks like he was like in blur. <laughs> Ultimately, I think the fact that the Lysa Aaron breast milk consumption probably at some point is going to lead to or even require public consumption. You know, there's a lot of theater there, right? Okay, you're, we're right. going to throw someone out of the moon door, and also you're going to watch my son suckle at my teat. Right, you're sitting... Or you're this podcast. Sitting on the lap in court, and yeah. there's like five knights yeah. and various lords all like, oh my God. I feel like Tormund, the giantess, that was more of a private endeavor. Right, a private moment. Yeah, and so I'm going to go with that. Interesting. I like that. And while I admit there are certain... Obvious downsides to the to the Lysa uh, scenario. One that um, you're very close to Lysa, number one. <laughs> right. Um, yes. I'm going to go with real estate. You know, north of the wall, it's just not my vibe, man. Uh, it's yeah, very, it's very fair. cold, one. Uh-huh. A lot of snow, giants, wildlings. Yeah. The giantess will be keeping you warm, though. Will she? Yeah. It's cradling I, you against her bosom, which you yeah, can then suckle. Feels very threatening to me. Uh, she goes to sleep and rolls over and I'm dead. Um, whereas the Lysa Aaron thing, you know, I mean, you're trapped and she is a little unhinged. A little? A little. 
but I, you know, you're within the realm proper. There's like an actual privy. There's a kitchen. Like I don't have to go out and eat raw meat that the giant is eating. <laughs> That's true. Though, if you pick the giant, should you ever run into Rubius Hagrid, you're going to have something to bond over That's instantly. Right. That's, that's common ground then. I too have suckled at the teat of a giant Hagrid. Um, I'm still, I'm going to go with Lysarin. Okay, agree yeah. to disagree. It's fine. More for me. More giant yes. milk for me. Next. Jay, would you rather... So this is basically a death scenario either Yeah, this, right? is, a, this is very tough. Have dinner with the Boltons or the phrase. Wow. This is like a Kobe. What are they? What is that Star Trek thing? The Kobayashi Biru thing? Uh, how do we get out of this? I th- like, yeah. I'm, I just, it's all bad, but I like the phrase because I'm not, at least I'm not going to get my skin peeled off. Right. And various other things happen to me. So you'd rather have your bannerman betray so you? Cut my throat, but don't torture me over a period of time. Right. And then maybe cut my throat. Yeah. Like, just end it. So the raw meat that you were talking about yeah. a minute ago, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose eat that just an evening of explosive gastrointestinal distress. Opt out of either scenario. I'm going to go with that. But for the sake of honoring the rules of the game, I... I'm going to go with the Boltons. Wow. (laughs) Because I want to be able, before whatever happens to me happens, to go to the kennels and feed Ramsey's dogs. I want to have a moment where I take care of the animals. Look, should I I provide sustenance for them? You will be. Wonderful. (laughs) That's great. You know? See, I think with the phrase, you could just jump over the, you can be like, I need to use the, uh, and then you just jump over the side of the bridge and you're just like, <laughs> swim. It's true. They're not paying a ton of attention. Walder's just like, Waldita. They're kind of dumb. Yeah. The inbreeding is serious. There's like 150 of them. So it's like unclear who's in, whose job it is to be watching you. It's true. Is it Walinda? Is it Walida? Is it... Though, in addition to worrying about whatever they're going to do to you, you also have to worry about whether someone else is serving you a member of that family in your dinner. Like, is I mean, Arya out there th- making listen, a free pie? Listen, you pick through it. You, pick, you really, like, have to look... Are you eating Lothar's thumb? You know? I don't want that to be my last meal. That's a good call. Next. Cody Martin. Would you rather... Okay. Would you rather get the chance to watch Jamie Lannister, Barristan Selmy, and Arthur Dane and Brienne of Tarth in their primes duel to see who is the greatest swordsman or find out half of what Pod did in the brothel? How do we, how do we, where do we draw the line? How do we, how do you divide it by half? Like which half? Who yeah, which half? Which half? This is a tough formulation. So what did we only, like, we black out? I don't understand the question. I don't know. I guess it's like you're going to get some of the intel that you've been craving, but you won't know everything. You're still going to have to so you just go get through a, life knowing that some of it is a mystery to you So forever. you would just get a diagram of, like, how a, counter, he untied the a counterclockwise not. swirl, but you don't understand, like, what 
Right. Just doing it. Yeah, it's like the Night King symbol the whole time was really Pod's like tongue tornado. Right, right. It's okay, like up, you get up, that Up, down, clarity? down, circle. The rest is But a is mystery. that a finger? Is that a tongue? What is it? Um, I got to, you know, I think mystery is important in storytelling. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important for the, uh, the, the, the audience to draw their own conclusions sometimes. I'm going to go with the, the, the greatest the greatest fighter simply because like I need all of the pod information or none of it. Right. So obviously we're supposed to say that we want to know who's the best in the duel because this is like a thing the fandom loves to discuss, right? How would these people really stack up against each other over time in their primes? The chance to see that, to put them all in a moment in time together, riveting to even think about. Hmm. But I don't know. Then we'd know. Like, I kind of like having that debate, yeah. actually. I like the hypotheticals and the thought experiments. You know, is prime Jamie Lannister somebody who could take down Arthur Dane? I, you know, I'm just going to go on allowing myself to wonder forever. But I am going to find out. Damn it. I am going to find out mm-hmm. at least something about what Pod did in the brothel. Something. Isn't the I an- have to know. Isn't the answer here that Pod actually is the greatest swordsman? Yes. There you go. <laughs> Next, from Nicole. Mm. Go to the Citadel and be trained as a maester, or go beyond the wall and be trained as the next three-eyed raven, possible side effect, loss of your humanity. <laughs> Possible. Incredible parenthetical there. Hmm. Um, gotta be honest, I don't have a lot of interest in either of these. Not really how I want to spend my life. But if the choice is live in Old Town for a bit. Old Town's great. One of the most beautiful places in the known world. Gorgeous. Right? The, the, the library, all of those books, either actually sanctioned to be the high tower, disposal, or you see how easy it is to take a key, <laughs> right? From a maester's taking a nap. Yeah. Sure, you have to scrub some fecal matter. That's for a only while. for it's only for a limited amount of time. For a while. I mean, internships at the ringer are the same. They are not. Internships at the ringer are a rich and rewarding experience, and I would encourage everyone to apply. <laughs> knowledge love it right testing yourself pushing the limits of your own humanity as opposed to compromising it entirely and also you get to be around other people you know i don't want to just go sit with leaf and blood raven and there's such weirwood paste such downers i'm not into that not me you know i'm not into that so i am going to choose the citadel and especially now you know sam really seems to be Changing the equation for what's possible. He's Grand Maester. He's also, he's got Gilly. He's got young Sam. He's got the new baby who may or may not be named after John. Who can say? Who, who can say what the name of that child is? Who can say? He's got a whole wife. I agree. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I think this is an easy one. Well, you are the Maester. So. Yes. I mean, again, you're, you're in Old Town. There's so many mysteries there uh, within the Citadel that you can explore, the glass candles, et cetera. You go beyond the wall and you're stuck under a tree and it's like Leaf and company being like, they burned down our trees. Again with the trees. (laughs) 
And, <gasps> you know, you're just dropping that weirwood paste all day, looking at terrible stuff throughout history. I'd rather be around people. I'm too much of an extrovert to just be under a tree for 150 years right. or whatever. And also forever, you're like, the Night King is going to come Here look we're gonna for me. Do I again. am the world's memory, right? Whereas if you're at the Citadel, you just get to pretend the Night King doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> Sounds very freeing. It's great. I'd rather not know. I agree with you. Uh, yes, it's the Citadel. Okay. Next. Thomas, would you rather charge into the army of the dead with a Dothraki horde or face the mountain in single combat? Well. Hmm. Hmm. So here's the thing. Oh, tell me. If you are part of the Dothraki horde and you charge against the army of the dead... For like a hot second there, literally everyone Amazing. thinks you're dead because they said so. Right. But then you have a 50-50 shot of making it out. There's actually a lot good. of you made it. You're just good from there. Right. Okay. The odds of facing the mountain, much worse. And one of the only paths to victory is also hurling yourself into open flame. So I am going to charge, hopefully right next to Jorah and Ghost. My darlings. Right into the army of the dead. Coin flip. I think I'll be back. I agree. Here's the thing with fighting the mountain. You can plan all you want, but there's really not a lot you can do because he's just so big and strong and will crush your head. I think with the Dothraki horde, listen, noted archers, right? Famed for their ability to uh, fire arrows from horseback. I'd be like, hey, guys, new plan. (laughs) Let's keep our distance. Right. Light those arrows on fire. And why don't we just kind of fire them out there first? <laughs> Would that not be a more effective use of our lives? Yeah. And, and again, half of them are going to survive, even though it looked like they all died. Yeah. So I like those odds. It's the Dirthraki horde for me. Yeah. Okay. Next. Han asks, this is for Jason. Would you rather... <laughs> only speak in Littlefinger's accent, and then there is a clarification, one of (laughs) the accents. (laughs) Or only in Pycelle's accent. Okay, and the question specifically says for a week, but I would would like to amend this for for the rest of time. Take one accent. (laughs) Use it everywhere. For everyone, be your mother, be your father, <laughs> be the future, be the past. I would, it's Littlefinger because it's just so fun. It's the best. It's wild. Even now, with so much experience with watching this series, it still boggles the mind how much his accent changes. It's astonishing. It's crazy. Good, good. Good, oh, yes, good, good, good. Put up your hood. We're going to see your aunt in the rain. The reason Littlefinger is the right choice is because inevitably at some point, Littlefinger's accent changes enough that he actually sounds like Pycelle. So then you get to do oh, both. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Pycelle I love, but it's, you know, Littlefinger is just amazing. All right. Melissa asks. Yes. If it had to be one, would you rather have had Sansa and Arya's reaction to oh. John's true self or 
This is hard because these are two things we really want. Find out what Bram's powers are all about and what role he really played in it all. This is tough. It's Bram's powers. Bram's powers because it's just, it underpins so much of the structure of the story. And it, the fact that we don't know is quietly devastating. <laughs> And 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 the other thing is like if you understand Brand's powers, you might there's a chance you'd get that Sansa and right. and Arya reaction through that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Brand's powers. What about you? Likewise, I, as I've said many times, and will continue to say until I leave this mortal coil, I will take the absence of the Sansa Arya John Brand reveal uh, literally to my grave. I will be talking about that on my deathbed, but. Many years from now, at the age of 80. <laughs> With a belly full of wine. And Jon Snow's... <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm also going to go with understanding Bran's powers. Yeah. Because, you know, the heart of a fantasy story in many respects, involves understanding the rules of the universe and how it works mm-hmm. and the role that all of the magic plays, but specifically the role that Bran's magic plays and how that connects to the fate of the realm, the Night King, every aspect of the story, his family, the Starks. We just, we needed to, we needed to learn more about it. And even, even more than that, we need to understand how he feels about it, how he views his burden and his responsibility. I just, I desperately wish that we had gotten that. Here's a more cheerful one. Yes. Chris asks, would you rather open mouth kiss a commoner from Flea Bottom for a full minute or do a walk of atonement through the ringer office? Classist, I think, a little bit. What's wrong with, what's wrong with uh, a commoner from Flea Bottom? Honestly, these both sound fine to me. A walk of atonement through the ringer office, like, I trust my colleagues, you know? I don't trust them that much. I... And yeah, what's wrong with a commoner? No, yeah, like you know? what's wrong with a kiss? Who, now, who a full minute. A, who doesn't love a kiss for a minute? It's a fast minute. You just got to wonder how much like bowl of brown was consumed. Well, listen, that they day. didn't say anything about uh, about bringing mouthwash into the equation. <laughs> You're just rinse, I know. rinse and let's do this. At the same time, like you know, walk of atonement. It's the Ringer office is secretly not very. Do we have to go from editorial? That's the question. Past, past the chapel. Is it just the website Bill's office? Office, or are we walking all the way to Bill's? Because that because then we're walking through multiple television sets, right? For other shows. So that's why I'm going to go. The kiss is easy for me. Yeah. The Walk of Atonement, like. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the flea bottom kiss as well. Mostly because if we have to do a walk of atonement, it means we've transgressed in some sort of fashion, or at least someone thinks we have, and I'd, I'd rather... Right. That's yeah, I don't want entirely. that kind of punishment. HR issues also. Yes. Yes. It's review season. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's table that. All right, next. Eva. Would you rather... Oh, this is cheerful. Yeah. <laughs> this is very easy also. Die by dragon fire like Varys, or be poisoned like Joffrey. Listen. This is an easy one. I think. So easy. The Strangler is Brutal. appalling. Brutal. And was, you know, honestly, uh, just what Joffrey deserved, mm-hmm. I think. Dragonfire is just like instantaneous. You're yes. just like a pile of ashes. That's it. There's a moment of like, ah, and then you're gone. Right. Right. Think about bronze 
orgy scene is thwarted, cruelly, cruelly thwarted by Kyburn orgy scene. <laughs> what is everyone talking about? Right. Oh my God, Eddie, I burned by dragon. You're a legend, a legend. If you get hit with the dragon fire, people Love talk it. about you forever. Yeah. When they talk about Joffrey, they're like, did you see how he was like on at his own throat and everything was oozing out of orifices and things you didn't even know were orifices? No like, dignity to that I don't kind want of that. death. Yeah, dragon fire for sure. Yeah. We're going to do a couple more and then we're going to open it up for questions if people have questions. Uh, Linda. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Would you rather <laughs> bring a ghost home to join in your family? <laughs> Where he would love and protect you as much as he does for Jon Snow. Or spend a single day with Drogon, where he would love and protect you as much as he does for Danny. You could spend the rest of Ghost's life with him, but you could ride Drogon to anywhere you want. I think Come on. <laughs> Stay on brand here. Yeah. Protect Ghost and protect my future with my beautiful boy, who I will love forever. And we'll snuggle every night, and it'll be beautiful. What about the Halo issue? Here's the thing. There's room in our household for three. Okay. And so I'm sorry, Adam, but you have to go. <laughs> and Halo and Ghost and I will be very happy together. I think Adam would understand. What would you pick here? You could just build a kennel and have Adam move into it. <laughs> I think Ghost, listen, if it's a lifetime of... A, very special bond. Yeah, a light, lifetime of a partnership with, with a dire wolf that can, like, scout for you and, like protect you and nurturing companion it's wonderful flying a dragon would be incredible but one day is also it's like if i need to go out of town for three months i'd just like leave him in the closet he's fine <laughs> no he's done it before no that's why he needs this new life yeah it's ghost okay want to pick one more and then we'll switch to questions oh man pick a doozy we have a bunch of a bunch of great ones here what's a good end note <laughs> so many Oh, man. I don't know. I can't pick from this. Oh, my goodness. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's end on this one. Yeah. From Dan Desmond. (laughs) Who would you rather have assist you in tying the Miranese knot? (laughs) Of course. Sad-eyed Jorah Mormont. Of course. Is there another eyed Jorah Mormont? (laughs) I love those sad eyes. Or sad-eyed season eight, end of episode one, bearded Jamie Lannister. Wow. My answer is yes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to go with, I mean, you, your particular taste aside, I think it's, you know, it's got to be Jamie. Uh, he's not very experienced with other people. Right. So you've got that going for you in the sense that, like, going back to the STDs issue, it's just one partner that he's been with. Jor, who knows, he's been on multiple continents doing stuff. Yeah, he's lived a life. He's a lived a life. life. Full life. And I look forward to having him tell me all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I would go with, I'd go with Jamie. I'd go with Jamie, uh... But I, I assume that you would go in a different way. Well, listen, I, I hope that you have a lovely experience together. And then when he leaves the next morning. As I would want him to do. Don't come crying to me because I'll be with Jorah. As I would want him to do. I mean, because listen. What a night it would be. The Uber's on its way, Jamie. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful evening. 
but you can break your fast elsewhere. <laughs> okay. What an insight. Question. Strike first with Jamie. That's all I'm saying. Strike first. Strong strategy. It is strong strategy. We would love to hear from all of you. If anybody has a question, I think, is there a mic? Yes. Here it comes. We have a mic. Please don't be shy. Head on over. We've got 13 minutes, so we got time for a bunch. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, quick question. Um, so, season six binge. I know you guys were a little delusional at that point. <laughs> <laughs> But we loved it. Um, both of you guys were very um, pretty adamant that Tyrion was a Targaryen. We never saw any of that play out. Uh, maybe George will, but what are your thoughts on that? Has that changed watching season seven and season eight? It's a great question. I feel like in the books, it's, it still may happen. Uh, that's irrespective of our feelings about that potential reveal. Um, it also feels like the show was heavily hinting in that. Um, with the dragon sniff, etc. Um, but I, I think that in the books, and again, we're pulling for you, George. I think that that <laughs> I think that there's a good chance that that will turn out to be the case. There's just so many hints. Yeah, I, I could definitely still see it happening in the books, but I, I increasingly really believe that part of the power of Tyrion's arc is that he was truly, 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 in every respect, Tywin's son. And the fact that Tywin could not accept that is obviously part of his tragedy. And Tyrion overcoming that to become lord of that family is such sweet, sweet poetic justice. Sweeter than anything they found in that privy, that's for sure. So I think, I think ultimately, uh, I'm back in the Tyrion is a Lannister camp. But I, I can still see it in the books. Next. Hello. Uh, big fan. Uh, I've listened to probably all of Binge Mode and uh, all of your guest appearances on various Ringer platforms and podcasts. Oh my great, goodness. great website. Uh, it's a great <laughs> website. Uh, and I was just wondering, I've never heard the story of what the end of Grantland was like for you. And did Mallory cry? Did, was there... Uh, did you ever think you would get to do any Game of Thrones content again after that? And then what was it, what was it like when The Ringer started and you got to start back up again? Thanks. As a founder, Mallory Rubin, what would you like to say? Um, great. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, you know, I think um, the end of Grantland was really sad and hard. And the beginning of The Ringer was also hard, but really beautiful and invigorating and exciting. And I think that, you know, the chance to build something with people that we love working with and just sincerely love and cherish has been, I think for all of us, like really a once in a career opportunity. And I think that's part of why it is working so well so far is because, you know, the company is built on obsession and passion and Thrones is, is uh, a huge part of that. But I think it's also just representative of the, the larger goal, which is, you know, if we love something, let's show that to people in every way that we can. And then let's try to understand what other people love too and why. Um, Grantland is an incredibly important part of our lives and always will be. Well, for me, it was super weird because I, I got, we found out that it happened on Twitter, which is a weird, it's definitely strange when one of my neighbors in my building was like, hey man, sorry. And I'm like, what? Wait, what happened? <laughs> oh, and that's a weird thing to like have a job that people understand, that is visible and is like known to the extent that strangers would understand that you had just lost it. Um, so that was sad and weird, and it's definitely not great 
to then be like, oh no, what am I going to do? I was not, I was not in any way sure that I would be able to continue doing Game of Thrones coverage, I think. So it is, it's wonderful that the ringer started and I was able to continue doing it. It's really great that that happened because I mean, that's, there was a point in my life where it was like, oh no, I guess I'll just, I guess I can just work at like Starbucks again. Like, that's fine. Like that was, it was on the, t it was on the table. I was like, I don't wait tables again. That's fine. I can do it. So it's great to have a job. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Having a job is good. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, love Game of Thrones, but also love Harry Potter. So. <laughs> How many seasons of Game of Thrones do you think Harry Potter would survive? Oh! Does, well, does he have his powers? Yes, he has his wand with him. Uh, yeah. Where does he start? What area of the, of the map? I mean, scene one with the dire wolves. Okay. I think Harry's there at the end, man. Yeah. Is he, does he sit on the Iron Throne? If it's not melted. Uh, I think similarly to like, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be in the, you know, Auror's office while Hermione is, is yeah. minister. I yeah. think we're going to be looking for a similar kind of power arrangement for Harry ultimately. And he's going to need his, his time in Westeros just like he, he did in, in, uh, in Wizarding uh, United Kingdom to, you know, figure out how to be a father. Deal with, deal, deal with young Albus, young Al, and figure it all out. But I think Harry would, I think Harry would do quite well in Westeros. I agree. I th he'd definitely survive. I think they'd Run. create... <laughs> I think they'd create... I think they'd create some kind of, like, minister of, of law enforcement job for Harry that he could then perform so that he could feel like he has a career. But he wouldn't want to be... <laughs> He wouldn't want to be like a top person. No. Also, he'd be a natural riding a dragon because of his seeker abilities. And if he needed to use a confundus charm to trick a dragon into thinking he Easily. had targ blood, Easily. you know, valerian blood, I think he could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. You guys enjoying Nashville? Oh, it's great. Wonderful. We have a Batman building. I don't know if you guys noticed it. It's the, the, the AT&T yes. building. It's, it's incredible. Building. The architecture here is, is really cool. A lot so, of guitars. <laughs> a lot of buildings shaped like guitars. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask a Game of Thrones question, but my brother, who's not able to be here, had a Harry Potter question for you okay. guys. Sure. And his question was, if Voldemort had succeeded in killing baby Harry, would he have made a... Um, separated his soul, and what would he have used for the, um, I just forgot what the spell was called. Um, the horcrux. The horcrux, thank you. What would he have made a horcrux if he had succeeded in killing Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, are you out there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh. Well, you know, I, I don't think that he ever would have stopped pursuing the sword of Gryffindor. Mm. You know, wanting an object from every founder obviously had been thwarted in that pursuit. I think the, the logical way to play out the string here is if he kills Harry, maybe a lot is going in his favor. Right. Who knows how long Dumbledore's around, how long the, the power structure and the Order of the Phoenix and the forces of good are around. I think maybe then he gets what had eluded him right. and uses that. Or maybe he's just like, I'm going to take James Potter's glasses, you know? Let me use these. <laughs> I agree with you. He's, there's no way he would stop pursuing the founder's stuff. Like he feels like that's his birthright in a, in a sense. But he does, he does covet these, like, 
items of personal connection and some mm-hmm. sort of trophy. Maybe uh, if you've seen Cursed Child, maybe like Harry's blanket, the blanket, or something like that. Yeah. Something personal from inside that, inside the Potter residence. Perhaps he would turn into a Horcrux. Yeah, maybe at, at some point tries to get his hands on, you know, an inv- the invisibility cloak. Should he ever uh, mm. treat himself to a reading of the tales of Beetle the Bard and learn about, you know, the, the Peveril history, go find Zeno, chat about the Hallows, enlighten himself a little bit to the other paths, and then, you know, well, what's one of the great lines, you know? Isn't the fact that he made a Hallow Horcrux proof that he didn't know? Maybe he'd do that again. Who knows? Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, we got five minutes. We're going to try to get through as many as we can. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Um, fellow pet lover here. Yes. Um, so, if you were to name a pet after any character from Game of Thrones, Ooh. excluding Ghost, okay. what would it be? Hmm. I guess it depends on what the, what the pet is. So, you're tra- yeah. if you had another cat... I think you just have to, you see it when, when the animal enters your life, you know, you sense something about who that, who that animal is mm. and you, you, you know, you, you feel what's right. Like I've always thought that Bran would be a very cute name for, uh, for an animal, a little Bran Muffin, you know, I think. Bran, what about Bran Muffin? There you go. That works too. Yeah. That's great. I, I would probably, I guess, depending like if it's a dog, maybe Longclaw. Oh. Maybe after Sword. I like it. Fits. It's nice. Not Molestown whore? <laughs> I may, I may be Molestown whore if, it, if it's a very cuddly dog. There you go. That's right. <laughs> that connection you were seeking. Next. I'm wondering if you can speculate on deaths that you could add to the show to improve it and deaths you could remove to improve it. Wow. I, I would suggest a future master of coin, Braun, maybe should have died. Oh. I would have loved to have seen Barristan sell me go to Westeros, come back to Westeros. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I'm going to say that I do wish that we had gotten Lady Stoneheart, you know, so I'll, I'll go with that as a, a form of a resurrection slash undoing of a death. Um, I would go big picture. I think a lot of the things that we saw in, se- in the last season kind of flowed from the fact that um, Danny came over from Essos with a massive fleet and then just like didn't do the thing that she came to do right away and ended up weakening herself. So what if she does go north, right? But then she delegates the southern part of the kingdom to Tyrion. You run this. This is what you came, you came to me saying, I know Westeros, I know the Lannisters, I know the people. Okay, so conquer them. Here's a portion of my army you go. And then all of a sudden Tyrion is pulled in these, in these directions. Does he stay loyal to Danny? Uh, how does he handle uh, the conflict with Cersei? And then maybe he dies. Incredible. Kill him Tyrion. Kill him off. And then Danny has to free, and now Danny's truly alone. No advisors that she can trust. This new man in her life has to figure it out on her own with like a weakened army in a way that feels more natural. And no one gaslighting her. Yeah. Okay, a path to Danny's victory. Tyrion's demise in the south. Interesting. All right, next. I guess first time, long time. Um, the last time <laughs> that we have uh, heard from our friend Hisdar oh, yeah. was about the long night. Um, the Facebook group wants to know, yes. what does he think about the Battle of King's Landing and the end of the show? Please. I'll take my answer off the air. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Mike. 
This is Dom from Marine. I just want to talk about the, the Battle of King's Landing today. You know, I got to say, uh, Mike, the bells were ringing, Mike. The game was over, and, and Danny had won, and then she just went crazy and burned the whole place. Uh, I got to say, I think it's got to be against the rules. Somebody's got to make some sort of objection and do something about it, Mike. You can't just burn the whole place when the, when the, when the bells rung. Right as the fourth quarter, game's over. You could clearly, you look at the replay. It was done. It was over. And then she just uh, flips out, Mike. All right, I'll, I'll take my answer off the ending. Incredible. Marvelous. Wonderful. I can't wait for his star to join us in the future. Uh, what will he be talking about? Who can say? Who can say? All right. We have... 17 seconds. One more quickly, quickly. If you were hired to write Game of Thrones, but you could only write one character's scenes, which character would you pick? Oh, John, for sure. Bran. Because <laughs> then you just, you kick it all day. You're like, Listen, here's my script. It just says, went to hang out I think with sometimes, birds. I think sometimes you need to fight the good fight. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're going to lose. Yeah. You need to, I Each would. one. Eats a gummy. No, I would just be like, it's here's just page one, folks. It would just be all the stuff about how his, you know, scenes that show how his powers work. I love and it. And when they spike it, I just be like, listen, I tried. <laughs> all right, thank you so much to everyone thank for you. coming today. See you soon. All right, folks. Yeah, that was a journey, wasn't it? Why was it? Journey of the soul. Yeah. Journey of the loins. Something else. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Binge Mode Live from Uh Count of Thrones 2019. Nashville, Tennessee, bachelorette party capital of the world. Quite a scene down there. Oh, my God. I wish we had more time for hot chicken and barbecue and also to go paddle on one of those vehicles country girl shake it for me now shake it for me now shake it for me wow that was i'm telling you that was every five minutes up and down broadway on those party barges that song the screams of the bachelorettes sashes rippling in the wind i can't tell if you're describing the bachelorette parties or you on your scooter I only rode one scooter. That's fine. (laughs) Keep an eye on all of the various binge mode feeds. This one right here. Twitter, Instagram, the group on Facebook. Well, we know uh, you want to know what our next topic is. Mm. Stay tuned for Ah. a special announcement in the coming days. And that's all we can say for now. We'll be back soon. Check out one of the other great podcasts from the Ringer Podcast Network, like the Press Box. David, Sorry, hold on. David, I can't do it. The right. David. 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 It's like soft. It's like David? gentle. David. 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 It's gentle but firm. David. David? Yeah. David. 